Let's try this again. I feel like we had a good flow going. We did. There. We had a little banter. You were telling a story about leaving work, and we had the the, the arm thing. <laughs> it's lost to history. Nope. All right. Okay. So well, you got your notes together? I, ready to go? Not really. I should have considering that we weren't recording. <laughs> you were just but... like talking. You were talking on mic, not into anything that's being recorded. Yeah. Instead of looking at your notes, better than just recording shittily. I guess. We've done that way too many times before. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so you had to rush around to watch these because you forgot that you had a podcast? Yeah, I forgot to watch. The, the, the moment's gone, man. Okay, sorry. I took off work early to watch the movies. Mm, it was better before. Yeah, it was. Trust us. Hey, look, it's on vibrate. <laughs> uh, wow. Audio guy gotten together. Oh, Ben is five minutes away. All right. From the house. Didn't you tell everyone to show up at like eight? I told him if he, because this is like he talked about very bad things before. Mm-hmm. So if you watch those, he's welcome to come. Okay. But then he wasn't here on time. So, yeah. So now I'm going to surprise my wife by having him show up. <laughs> Fun. Yep. In basement. Recording. Come in. Wife is upstairs. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> then later when he listens he can hear the dictation of that text yes <laughs> like i remember that text i remember i was there for that text i remember that like that phone that i had from mrs doubtfire <laughs> it was a rundi fruity <laughs> my saw, favorite line from saw that an movie. awesome tattoo of that really? of that line it was like her head his head surrounded by fruit yeah um so how was your week um Good. We are we are recording on four twenty. So those people listening now, you missed your chance to smoke up. I uh But do you really need an excuse? You shouldn't. No. Uh I talked to a guy today and he said that he has a friend that really wanted the day off, but he was nervous about asking for the day mm-hmm. because they would assume that it was so he could smoke a bunch of pot. And it was actually for a LARPing event. <laughs> so he was like, I don't know what to do if I tell the truth and say that <laughs> I am going to go LARPing or if, uh, yeah, they just let him think that he's a pothead. Yeah, the office was dead. Like, one, two, three. We, it doesn't matter. We have Half no context. people didn't come That's in. much better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you were like, there's only 12 people there. I'm like, I don't know how much. If there's normally yeah. 13, that's not impressive. Plus, I left early uh, and a bunch of other people were leaving early. So, yeah. Um, so the, about the only thing that I think is worth repeating from my week is that, uh, uh, yesterday I got about a half a dozen texts from my wife, which was annoying as balls. So (laughs) she calls and she's like, uh, so, so we've had a, we have an electric glass top range. Okay. And one of the burners, you turn it on, uh, and use it and then you turn it off and you'd have to turn it off a few times. Like there's something glitchy going on with it. Okay. Uh, but we've always been able to just turn it off. You turn it, you know, 360 and then it goes off or whatever. Couldn't get it this time. So she calls to, what do I do? I said, pull it out, unplug it from the wall, plug it back in in a minute and it should be off. Mm-hmm. Calls me back. I uh, can't get it. Okay. What do, what do I do? Go downstairs, go to the basement, find the breaker for it, turn it off. Calls me back. There's not a breaker for, this says that it's for the range or the oven. Okay. Find one for the kitchen. Okay, calls me back. Now one for the kitchen. What do I do? Try the one for the dining room, which is next door. Try the one on and on. Mm-hmm. 
can't find it. Yeah. Didn't end up telling her to do it in banks. So there's this section. She can't figure it out. So she ends up, I tell her, call my brother, call my dad. I can't leave right now. I, I'm, I have to be here. Mm-hmm. So she calls and a few minutes later, probably the sixth time. And I'm so annoyed at this point. Like, this is not my problem right now. You yeah. need to man up and handle this problem. Mm-hmm. And she did by enlisting the help of my son. Okay. My four-year-old helped her pull the range out <laughs> because she couldn't do it and she didn't bother asking my eight-year-old who's the yeah. pussy. So yeah. the He-Man little four-year-old. If you need something move, you don't ask Hawkeye, you get the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. So uh, that was really the highlight of mine was that they just bypassed the older son just to go to the beefy little one. I feel like uh, with the exception of the the child ending like that's my exact experience uh with marianne and having a house except the exact opposite like oh you call her uh, yeah <laughs> i'm the i'm the ones like i there's a thing and i don't know what to do with the thing uh and she's like just just fix it and i was like oh okay uh i'm probably gonna break it more uh it's not that hard justin come on just have to do it yourself it but i'm gonna give it the old college try <laughs> You got a garden hose out spraying the, the breaker box. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. Um, yeah, that was barely about all I got for the weekend. Uh, we don't really talk politics, but it, like I said, it is 420. Mm-hmm. I, I don't smoke. No. I, you don't really smoke. What do you mean really smoke? You said that like I kind of smoke. <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I know that you have in the past. I've smoked twice. Oh, well, that's two more times than I have. Boom. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, we are both uh, liberal atheist uh, baby eaters. So in that news, uh, Chuck Schumer just introduced a bill to like legalize pot mm-hmm. like federally. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. I think we should just tax the shit out of it. Yeah. Like, that's Colorado all it takes. Colorado is making so much tax money. Like, their schools, if you live in Colorado, your kids are going to be way smarter than kids who live in, like, Alabama. I mean, that's already true, but, like, more so. Yeah, not as smart as Japanese kids. No, definitely not. <laughs> I thought you still had the recording. I no, thought it was going to say, hey, no, and then there would part. be more bullshit, and then I would say, hey, again. I thought that it was going to be funny. No, this is the start-stop episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Ben's here. Hello. Ben's here. I made it. Yay. Late. Late. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, which we weren't sure that you were coming. That's why we started. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want you to wait for me. because I was. We sure. didn't. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, it was convenient because we didn't have to stop and <laughs> screw things up. <laughs> it really worked out well. If you lived on the south side of town, it would be uh, better for me. So Not for me. Well... Me, well, you're though. right. We should move. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the stabby part of town. <laughs> you know, everybody, people reference that. Like, I think people that aren't from our area, like, think that it's stabbier than it is. But it's the second biggest city in in Indiana, which, again, exactly. That was the perfect, <laughs> that was the perfect sound effect. But my point is, is that, like, I remember saxophone Ryan and I and our wives or girlfriends at one point, like, driving around the quote-unquote bad road in town trying to like see prostitutes in real life and got nothing like you could have gotten out and went for a walk anywhere and it was fine what, what road is that 
Pontiac, Pontiac yep. Street. Oh yeah, Pontiac Street. See now, I was ended up there late one night, and we were driving and uh, saw a policeman running, chasing after some guy like crossing the street. So I have a different experience, but. My my friend just got a. Uh, that sounds safe to me. They're cops, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and you're white, so you know you're fine with the cops. Okay, yeah. Do you see that on the north side of town? Were you wearing cornrows at the time? Uh, may, may have been. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I don't know. I see his face. That was uh, that was an institutional racism joke yeah. for everybody there. <laughs> I but I feel like it's a general thing. Like the south side of any city is the bad side. Yeah. Because, like, the north side is where the city starts, and then it usually just goes south. I spent a year... And then it goes south. (laughs) I spent a year... What if that's where that expression comes from? (laughs) Wow. This is going south fast. I feel like it would be the opposite if the Civil War outcome would have been different. (laughs) Like... (laughs) If the South would have prevailed, right, mm-hmm. we would, you know, I we would be even fatter than we are because we wouldn't right. have people that are not obligated to do our work for us. Then, like we people would say, like, well, that went north quick, <laughs> just like my joke just did. Yep. Went north <laughs> quick. <laughs> it was a long bit. I referenced owning slaves for that <laughs> response. <laughs> How do you feel about that? That seems disappointing. Yeah. I could live with it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we watched very bad things, though. Yeah, we did. Justin, synopsis. Uh, a bachelor party goes bad when they accidentally kill a prostitute and then have to deal with the fallout of that. Good. Overall thoughts? Um, it, Pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of the performances, I feel like, more than I enjoyed the movie. But overall, good. Um, my thoughts is you're wrong, Ben. Uh, I, 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 there were not good performances in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I haven't seen it in years, but um, it's one of those that kind of stuck with me forever, and I always think about it randomly for for whatever reason. But it's uh, really good. Well done. I I have a question for mm-hmm. you, Russ, mm-hmm. because you are I assume... who I go to for pop culture knowledge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> How many fucking movies does Cameron Diaz get married in? Because it feels like all of them. Um, it feels like know. if Cameron Diaz is in a movie, she's going to be a bitchy bride. She didn't get married in The Mask. That's true. You lose. Mm. Charlie's Angels? Was she in that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Charlie's Angels 2? I feel like I tried <laughs> to watch one of those movies <laughs> with you, and we couldn't do it. I uh, Maybe. I remember not... Finishing it. I feel like the only thing I remember from that is like Cameron Diaz dancing in her underwear, but that was in the trailer. <laughs> That's all I really needed to see. <laughs> it's like the, the first level of Duke Nukem. It's what everyone remembers because it was free. Right. That's all I need. Right. They're making a Duke Nukem movie. Okay. It won't happen. Okay. Why are we on my parade? <laughs> the, like they've been talking about making Duke Nukem everything. It took him twelve years to make to finish Duke Nukem Forever, and that was a piece of garbage. So, but did you get did your Nirvana U.S. Tour T-shirt from nineteen ninety one on the tour? Uh, no. Okay, <laughs> I got it for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they toured with size like four X or four XLT or something. Were you size that? Is. Were you that size when you were eight? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they knew. <laughs> they were playing. It. I was a child. Four X, four XLT. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So the the biggest thing that I want to talk about with Very Bad Things is this cast. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, right? Great. John Favreau. Great. Cameron Diaz. <laughs> I thought Cameron she Diaz. She does fine. She, but, she plays the shitty bride really well. Yeah, she did fine. But when you're when you're going up against John Favreau, Jeremy Piven, Le, uh, Leland Osier, who plays Moore, the dude from Seven, mm-hmm. right? Um, Michael Stern, Daniel Stern, not Michael Stern. <laughs> that's probably a brother that he has that's starring in those talking animal movies. That <laughs> <laughs> um, who am I missing here? Christian Slater. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Sure. Yeah. No, of nothing? those, I would think uh, Daniel Stern was my favorite. Definitely. I'm not even trying to say once, but, but I just mean that is a well-rounded cast. Like yeah. everybody holds their own throughout this. I also love the idea that this is, <clears throat> this stars John Favreau, written and directed by Peter Berg. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Peter Berg is? I know the name. I don't know who it is. Um, so he's most recently did uh, like the rundown with the rock and he did battleship. He's like a big time. Oh, okay. He most recently did a movie from like 2003. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you remember <laughs> most recently, uh, you know, right after nine 11, <laughs> that thing that just happened. <laughs> um, yeah. Straight off the 1991 tour, straight into filming, <laughs> filming that with the rock. Anyway, he's, he's a big, uh, uh, big time director at this point okay Okay? uh and i think it's funny that who was a former actor peter berg was a former actor john favreau is his star in this movie who went from being that actor to directing these big time movies silence (laughs) fuck you guys (laughs) yeah it's a former actor i think he's like still in shit all the time who peter berg Okay. Is John Favreau a household name? Because like I know it because you made me watch Swingers a thousand times. He's getting up. there, man. I mean, and I know he's done like a lot of big things. Yeah, I think I don't know if he's a household but, name, but I think industry-wise, he's definitely becoming sure. a household name. If that made sense. Yeah. Looking at IMDb. That's the opposite of a household name if the industry knows him. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at his IMDb, actor is is uh, well, self is number one, and then actor is number two for most. Okay. He hasn't directed that much. He directed a lot of music videos. We're talking about Peter Berg? Mm-hmm. Regardless. He did dude, Deepwater Horizon. Regardless. That's the dude from Shocker. The dude from Shocker is a is a director now. That's insane to me. It's a shame you couldn't be here tonight, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys have this love for this movie, and I've seen it I saw it for the first time four hours ago <laughs> and thought it was all right. So I'm I'm kind of gonna check out. Okay, so so we we start with with John Favreau trying to keep Cameron Diaz sane because she's talking to him about all of the shit that's going on with the wedding. They list this huge amount of shit that he has done and taken care of. And she, the, my one of my favorite lines in this is she says, Are, "Did you talk about to the tent people? You don't want to mess with those tent people, like it's run by the mafia." This is mm-hmm. the this is like the day of me saying this things is, and getting greeted by silence. This is when see this is why this is the same thing as uh, a lot of other Ben episodes. I'm just trying to like let him have something and then he well, just never chimes that, in. The thing is, like I saw this maybe ten years ago, <laughs> and you're talking about <laughs> details about this line of dialogue. That's what we do, and then he's sitting here yeah. looking at me silently. Yeah, so you're gonna have to take the reins on okay, this one, fine. Justin. <laughs> but thank you. I, I I will be in with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna re- I'm gonna re- <laughs> I'm gonna replace you with a with a just a soundboard. The soundboard. 
you're gonna be a morning DJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, she's telling him that. Then she dives into that she's doing everything on her own, and he needs to get rid of his friends. Mm-hmm. I think, <laughs> based on where this goes, I think this movie does a great job of laying out things, pieces that you need to know, and plot points that become relevant later. And this is an example. So the only one that she points out is more that she wants gone. Okay. And that's important when we get to the end of movie. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. God damn it. I'm doing this by myself. That was a, that was a genuine Why do I have one. to do this you're by the, myself? You're in the middle of a sentence. Keep, go, keep going. Like you're making a point. <laughs> <laughs> I just said that, that it becomes more important when we get to the end, which do we oh, want to talk about the end now or not? More. The... <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're, so they're laying out all the things for the wedding. And then he goes, you know, cause they're filling out checks and then they're like, Oh, I bet you didn't forget any checks for the bachelor party. Blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like a rundown of all of his friends and how she, like, doesn't like them. But, yes, she focuses on uh, more. Um, we beat Daniel Stern, and he is very proud of his Astro van. Yes. Uh, we had that van growing up. It was blue, <laughs> but it wasn't. Nice. But it was that one. My mom got a minivan, like, late in life. Uh, did you know that I drive a minivan now? Do you really? That's my car. Hmm. I drive a Buick Enclave, which is uh, a, like basically a minivan. I don't know, the four door, but it seats seven comfortably. Yeah. So you and two we others. It, we just call it the lunchmobile because when we go out to lunch, I just bring everybody. Hmm. Uh yeah. There's something very humbling about being a two van household. You have two kids. Yeah. Why do you need two vans? Um. I get like okay, you you get a kid. And then, uh, you know, they they get they start school, and so maybe you have social obligations or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. But you have you have an eight year old and a four year old. Mm-hmm. Why do you need two vans? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I never said I was proud of this. I'm pretty sure if you go back to the tape, you literally use the word proud. I don't think so. Hmm. <laughs> maybe I'm conflicted. <laughs> um. So they decide they're going to head to Vegas. Yep. Right? So they're heading to Vegas. And then here is when you start introducing all the characters. So you get the friendly banter with busting balls and things, right? Christian Slater uh, is obviously kind of the dickhead leader of the group. He just yells Jew uh, over and over again. Yeah. Daniel Stern. That's prompted, however. Come on. Because he's... He... <laughs> That's not a good thing to say. No, 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 no. In his defense. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I said. He was doing some pretty Jewy shit. <laughs> everybody's staring at me right now. <laughs> uh, no so what they're doing here is their leg out becomes important later that you know that daniel stern is jewish okay so it's important that you know that so daniel stern is the one that brings up the fact that christian slater is saying that he's cheap christian slater wasn't calling him a jew daniel stern interpreted as that and then that's when christian slater did it mm-hmm and then he kept saying it over yeah. and over and yeah. over. Because he's busting his ball, his friend's balls, right? We, we obviously later established he's a piece of shit. But my point is that through this, you're establishing who these people are, right? I, I, one of the things I have learned about this podcast is that when Russ really likes a movie, especially something that's, I mean, it's, like I said, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I, I, don't really have any ill will but the story like the story beats are kind of by the book 
And so, like, when he's, like, you get that, it comes back again, and it's like, yeah, that's how you write a screenplay. He just, like, will suck a film's dick over each one of those little bits. <laughs> and I find that funny. Have you listened to the Seven episode? <laughs> that's all you do is fillet Fincher. I love Zodiac. Great movie. <laughs> I'm a hypocrite. No, I, I talk about the Zodiac and, and shit like that. I don't talk about the the story beats of like you the, do that to every fucking beats. episode the last week we beats. sat here and i tr- we were talking about hostile last year we <laughs> sat here and we talked Mommy about still love you, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about hostile and i was like all right let's talk about the only reason to talk about hostile and you're like whoa 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 there's 12 minutes of things that we haven't broke down bit by bit because you went from the beginning to the end and skipped all the torture. No, that's not true. I skipped all the middle jargon where they got to the torture. Let's go back and listen to the episode. It, so it goes back to childhood nostalgia, right? I, I think mean, no. Like that's I'm sure school, that's a lot of what it is. Uh, I mean, when was the last time? Well, I'm probably asking the wrong people, but the last time I watched a movie, uh, like more than once, has been like ages. Like you know. I just don't watch movies like this anymore. So the ones that I hold dear to my heart are just, you know, are from 15, 20 years ago. It was funny when I gave him this DVD, he opened it up and he was like, have you had, he looked at the release date like 1996 and he's like, have you had this from 1996? And I was like, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's all scratched to shit and it's got miles on it. Yeah. It's a very dirty disc. <laughs> he's done very bad things. So they end up in the, I want to talk about this for a second. So the reason that, Daniel Stern says that Christian Slater is being wants to call him a Jew is because Daniel Stern is very concerned about the minutes that John Favreau is using on his phone. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those days? Yeah. I, my, <laughs> my mom had one of those screw in the antenna cell phones. It wasn't quite the car phone days. Yep. Just after that, when you had the big bricks, like you see like eighties, you know, uh, asshole broker brokers, like stockbrokers yeah. in movies mm-hmm. from the eighties. She had one of those that you, you had to like unscrew and screw back in the Zach the Morris, antenna. Zach yeah. Morris cell phone. Actually, I think Zach Morris was a little later because he had like the pullout. <laughs> this is this is the early days. We had it came with the big case that like you would put the antenna in one place and everything, everything had its place. Yeah, but I feel it wasn't that long ago that we had to worry about minutes like hardcore. You'd be like, oh, yeah. don't call me, I don't have minutes anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, or, call me after nine. <laughs> like, yeah, that yeah. cost me ten cents a text to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, when Singular had rollover, that was huge. And now they got bought out by AT and T, and AT and T has rollover, but nobody gives a shit because nobody calls anyone. Yeah, anymore. I remember it used to give you like a faint beep, like when you had ten seconds left in your call, and be like, "Okay, I don't want to lose this last minute. I'm gonna hang up right back." <laughs> <laughs> um. So they end up in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So they start, they go out on the town, they, they're they drinking, they're doing drugs, they're partying in the you hotel get, room. You get the 90s drug montage. Yeah. Which was in every movie in the 90s that had drugs in it, had the same montage. It's true. Uh, I feel like this is the moment, however, that I don't know if was necessary, is actually seeing, because they're all, maybe with the exception of Christian Slater, they're still our protagonist. Like, mm-hmm. you're rooting for these guys, yeah. even though they do... Very bad things. Thought that was our Pee Wee's Playhouse moment. No? You realize I said that earlier about your, well, your it's, quality it's of your more, disc? Yeah, it's more funny when I said it. It's more funny when I said it. And then nobody acknowledged me? <laughs> I was just paying it forward, dude. 
guess I deserve that. Um, <laughs> stripper shows up. Christian Slater hires, hired a stripper. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Piven decides he's going to sleep with her because she's also a prostitute mm-hmm. and ends up slamming her against a robe hook, puncturing in the back of her neck, killing her. And, and finishing. And finishing. Yeah. Yes. Well, <laughs> finishing about 10 seconds later. Yeah. I, I love <laughs> he when came inside unknow- a dead woman. Unknowingly. I love when he sa- uh, she says... Uh, you know, it's 500 for straight sex, nothing weird. And he's like, well, I'm not going to use you a hand puppet or anything. <laughs> <laughs> is Jeremy Piven in this movie exactly Jeremy Piven? He is. And I also read the IMDb that he was orig- uh, Adam Sandler was originally cast in that role. Wow. And I was oh, really? so happy that it's not oh, wow. Adam yeah. Sandler. Because <laughs> I just feel like in this movie, Michael, that's just Jeremy Piven. Like, he didn't even know the cameras were rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Like just being a complete asshole, and uh, and then when like the shit hits the fan, just folding immediately. Yeah, that seems exactly like what Jeremy Piven would do. Yeah, you have a lot of disdain for Jeremy Piven. I, We've talked I about do. this before. Why? Yeah. I don't. I just. I don't think he's a good dude. Where did you come up with that? Though? I don't know. Based maybe, off the performances, maybe that he's done maybe and... because he plays not good dudes and that's, everything. That's exactly. But what I it's... loved him in the Ellen Show. <laughs> what? He was great. <laughs> He that was her did, roommate. That's did not expect. Yeah, I know. I did not expect that to come up. That's like the only thing I've ever enjoyed Jeremy Piven being in. You watch Entourage? No. Oh, I watched that one. That's. Cool. I mean, I've seen parts of it, and I'm just, no, no, thank you. Yeah, I liked Entourage, and I'm definitely not, not a not a dude, bro. Yeah. Lots of boobs in that show. <laughs> um, Maybe that's why you don't like it. <laughs> yeah. That's what uh, I hate about Game of Thrones. So Christian Slater decides. <laughs> kind of takes charge and he decides it's not going to be a good idea for them to call the cops. The yes. Same thing that happens in Daniel every Stern movie. Ever. Really, really, really wants them to. Yeah. Because that's the obvious thing that you fucking do. Yeah. Uh, they decide not to, uh, or they're deciding not to. And the security guard shows up and this is a death that I think holds up with a lot of on-screen deaths. Uh, security guard shows up. He ends up seeing the hooker in the bathroom after they're all trying to feign, they're all trying to feign comfortability with him to the point where Daniel Stern and like the greatest line delivery in this movie, he's like, Hey, why don't you have a beer? Yeah. Like just going overt, <laughs> trying to be comfortable with this dude because mm-hmm. he wants a black friend. <laughs> uh, and they kill this 250 pound six foot two dude. Yeah. And he wails in the bathroom like a little child. And well, yeah, and he's like trying to break down the door and everything. Yeah, it's a really good making just making a mess. Yeah, why can't you die clean? Exactly. (laughs) Is that too much to ask? Um, And there's a great there's the great shot then where the five of them are all standing trying to hold him back, and they're all part of that. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no innocent person there. Daniel Stern, as much as he wanted to call the cops, he was the first one in front of the door. Is now somebody holding it back to make sure that this guy just dies. Mm-hmm. So they go to Target. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love. I, I was, noticed like, this is 1998. Like the Target, the they changed like their ones that like are on the ceiling. Yeah. But the 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 aisle markers are the same. Yeah. Still the same. I was walking through the store today and I was looking around. I was like, I kind of wish I had a time machine that I could go back into like this movie and just like walk the aisles and like look at the exact same product but the different packaging that's what i would do if i had a time machine (laughs) i'd go to target (laughs) what a target look like in 1974 let me check 
target in 2007, man. That's crazy. So you use your superpowers for what you want. I will use it for what I want. That's fair. Okay. Uh, and they decide to do cleanup. So they're cleaning up the bloody-ass bathroom, right? Yeah. Uh, and you get a slip and fall. Mm-hmm. Which usually I hate slip and falls because I think it's the laziest writing and the laziest thing ever. But seeing a grown man slip and fall in a dead prostitute's blood that they're trying to clean up is pretty funny because we've all been there. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Roll her up in a carpet. That was for one person. You're welcome. (laughs) It's a Dave Attell bit. You're staring at me. <laughs> I told you it wasn't for you. Move on. Uh, there, the other things that leading up to this, there's moments. This is I'm doing the thing that Justin doesn't like where I blow it. Leading up to it, um, you get the different pieces of what everybody's doing, right? So Moore is kind of hanging out by himself, enjoying it. There's all the different types of people that get drunk. You've got... Uh, John Favreau and Daniel Stern are like getting quote unquote beer queer, like where they start loving each other and they're talking about how deep they're going to raise their kids and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get the intellectuals. So Christian Slater and Jeremy Piven are talking like way above their own heads. They're talking about the president of Israel, president Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name. It's Netanyahu, right? Yeah. That's why it's a joke. <laughs> I may have just believed that Netan was his first name. name. (laughs) I just hit the mic. I probably knew that and then just assumed that for the movie and then it became canon in my head. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was a funny joke. Sometimes I'm an idiot. (laughs) That's true. Um, So they bury him in the desert. Mm -hmm. And Daniel Stern insists that they have to be buried together. The body parts have to be one right. united. They're put together in uh, suitcases. Mm-hmm. And my my favorite bit from this is Jeremy Piven opens up one and he goes, I got a combo here. <laughs> <laughs> I got. He says, I got a combo situation here. Yeah. <laughs> and th- this is when you get the Leland uh, Moore moment of where he does his freak out thing, like mm-hmm. seven, because he just keeps saying, like, I have her lower leg in his upper leg. I have his lower leg in her upper leg. Don't go he together. Just, <laughs> he just loses his shit, his shaking and doing his Leland thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's great. That's how every sentence ends with me on this one. I'm sorry. It's fine. Um, Sometimes we just have to suck a movie's cock. That's, it's okay. That's true. You just don't tell the wife and you do your thing on the weekends. Yep. Um, not what? cheating if it's gay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a phrase or did you just say that? Spartan law, man. <laughs> Spartan law? I thought that was the Greeks. Who were Spartan? Or who were... Sparta is in Greece. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> It was the Troy, <laughs> the Spartans from Troy, against the Athenians. Hmm. It's all part of Greece. That doesn't sound right. I think you're making it up. No, we, we've definitely. Become, I'm convinced come to those that things. it's true, whether it is or not. I, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they definitely hated each other, but they're both part of Greece. They get they get modern day Greece. They get back home, 
they're going to be having the wedding in a couple days. Uh, Daniel Stern is losing his shit. He is not comfortable with this yeah. situation. Which, by the way, I thought this whole movie was going to take place in Vegas, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when they get back with an hour left in the movie, I thought that was crazy. Yeah. Because it's not about the death. It's about the aftermath of right. the death. Um, so Daniel Stern starts losing his shit. At the wedding rehearsal, he causes a scene. They end up all get to take outside. Argues with his brother. Brother decides he's going to take down his van. Mm-hmm. Plowing into Daniel Stern. Yeah. Ultimately killing him. Mm-hmm. I did not see that coming. No? Marianne was like, how did you not? And I was like, I don't know. I thought it was going to be about five dudes and their misadventures. Not like... Five dudes who get picked off one by one. By one another, sort of? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christian Slater decides the best course of action is to take out Daniel Stern's wife, who he's concerned made a confession, Mm -hmm. uh, and then take out Jeremy Piven. Yeah. She, uh, Lois, she she bites the dick real hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's maybe my favorite scene in the movie. (laughs) Christian Slater's dick. Yeah. She goes for. Chomps yeah. it. She just throws him off and bites his dick. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Doesn't do any good. Because she gets killed. Then he stages she, Jeremy. She puts she puts up a good fight. She does. Jeremy Piven ends up fake committing suicide mm-hmm. at the hands of Christian Slater. Mm-hmm. And then there were three. Yep. Man, this is great. So, like, I haven't seen it forever. I forget the movie up to the After Vegas Spart. Oh, yeah. And I remember the very end, so I'm like reliving it as you guys talk it. So keep going. It's almost as good try to as get watching. Lot, yeah, try to yeah. get some more details so I can experience it to its uh, fullest. So it's the coming up to the day of the wedding, right? Uh, yeah. We we forgot a part where Christian Slater kisses, kisses John Favreau on the lips. Uh, and the whole time they're playing weird bagpipe music? Yeah, the music is definitely a part of this. That's a weird time for bagpipes. <laughs> Is just this speech, and which leads up to a man kissing another man on the mouth. Mm-hmm. Just that's all I, I felt like I needed to say. What that. is on your playlist for when you kiss a man, Justin? Um, <laughs> some some uh, Sade, you know, maybe uh, some Seal. I don't think I know a Seal song. Kiss from a Rose. How do you not know that song from the Batman Forever soundtrack? Batman Forever soundtrack. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Shitty movie. Great soundtrack. Okay. I got nothing for you. All I can think of when I think of Seal is acne scars. Yeah. Kiss from a rose. I can't sing. I'm surprised you and Seal don't have the same voice. Hmm. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the day of the wedding. Uh, Christian Slater decides he wants... Oh, we skipped. So now... There's no parents. Daniel Stern's kids. Mm-hmm. Daniel Stern's dead. His wife's dead. Uh, his two sons, one of which has obvious medical problems because he is in on crutches and yep. has a helmet. So they'd establish that John Favreau is the godfather. Where's Jeremy Piven put it? Uh, one broken arm away from a marathon or from a telethon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's going to get the kids. He gets the house, he gets the kids, he gets the inheritance, which ends up being a total of $14,000. Mm-hmm. He is fucked. Mm-hmm. And Cameron Diaz is fucked right alongside him. But the only thing in the world she cares about is getting married. 
And this is when he confesses everything to her. He breaks down, confesses it all, and she says, I don't give a shit. I've been waiting for 27 years to get married. Buck up and marry me. <laughs> this is all that I care about. We are getting married tomorrow, no matter what. Yes. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the day of the wedding. Ian Christian Slater says, give me that insurance money. I want that money. I can taste it. Mm-hmm. There is no money. They fight, and he ends up getting knocked down the stairs. No, they fight, and Cameron Diaz comes in and murders him with, like, a lamppost or something. Yeah, he falls down the stairs later. Yep. Murders him. Mm-hmm. And then wants to get married. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't get a drop of blood on her dress. No, it's beautiful. Yeah. She looked lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to have the wedding. It's Moore and John Favreau. So then there were two. Yep. Uh, however, the rings. he doesn't have the rings. Christian Slater has them. Mm-hmm. So Moore goes to get the rings. Yeah. What happens? Uh, the whole time Christian Slater is crawling up the stairs, about to bust into the chapel, and surprise, Moore opens the door and he tumbles down the stairs. Dead this time. Yep. And more totally and more makes the decision. I should probably leave him there and continue finishing this wedding. Well, he has to go get the rings. <laughs> you said that like it was obvious that that's what any human being would do. The wedding was stopped for the rings. <laughs> I think everyone knows that this wedding must happen. Yes. Um, and the wedding does happen. Mm-hmm. And Cameron Diaz says to celebrate this lovely wedding. What should you do, Don Favreau? Uh, go bury christian slater and then kill more and the dog that they inherited <laughs> yep and the dog that they inherited <laughs> so he goes to do that like you do mm-hmm. can't man up to do it he ends up driving home with more mm-hmm. and the dog yep uh and gets in a head-on collision yep uh in which he ends up a double amputee mm-hmm. more ends up paralyzed like a quadriplegic Dog loses a leg, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just have Cameron Diaz left being a fully functioning I love, adult. <laughs> I love that shot at the end. That's what I remember too. It's, like, <laughs> it's just her losing her yeah, mind, and everyone's like going crazy, and he's spinning in circles in his chair <laughs> and stuff. I, it, it makes me happy that everyone they, got what they deserved in the end. Yeah, you know? they had so much pain. It just yeah. really made you feel good about yeah. your life. <laughs> and then suddenly you remember that this movie was made in 1998 when the credits hit and a Limp Biscuit song comes on. <laughs> uh the real victims in this movie are those two kids right yeah yeah like that's really like everybody got what they deserved except for those two kids they are pretty fucked i i may uh retract what i said earlier i think my favorite bit in this movie is when the kid like uh drops his crutch and says shit and then falls over (laughs) it's pretty good Uh, I love John Favreau. So does John Favreau have something mentally wrong with I him at the he end? Did, yeah. He has to, right? Because he's like laying on top of the kid. first through the, his yeah. windshield and the other windshield. Yeah, and he's like laying on top of the kid, petting the kid, saying, let's talk about our feelings. <laughs> <laughs> he's laying on the boy, saying he wants to talk about our feelings. Let's have some us time. The way you said on the boy, <laughs> really, there was something about it that's just, I had to call it out because I couldn't just let it lie there. It's my new ringtone. On the boy. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so so you end up with her. She got what she wanted. She got to get married. And this is the life she leads. Mm-hmm. She didn't want more. And now he's fucking stuck with She's stuck with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I love very bad things. I think probably a portion of it is nostalgia. Um, but rewatching it, I loved every minute of it. I think 
Uh, it's funny. I think it lives up to its name. I think it's super dark and it's, I don't think it's mean spirited, uh, but I feel like it doesn't pull any punches with what it's trying to do. Yeah. I don't think it's mean spirited at all. It's just, it's, uh, it's a black comedy. Yeah. I think it's kind of by the book, yeah. but it's a really good black comedy. Missing anything, Ben? Nope. Good stuff. Great. Um, so we've talked before about how my phone thinks I'm fat. Mm-hmm. I was talking to another fat guy this week, and he said that he, <laughs> at one of our meetings, uh, <laughs> and he said that he realized that his phone knows it's fat because apparently iPhones, when you use them on Bluetooth and you go like the same route to work every day or school or whatever, mm-hmm. it starts to know what you're doing. It'll tell you what's going on. Yeah, I get in my car on Fridays and it tells me, hey, this is how long it takes to get to Russ's house. Yep. So... uh he gets in to drive to work and his iPhone tells him 12 minutes to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I knew at that point I had to change something with my life. <laughs> and I've went to Dunkin' Donuts enough on this day that my iPhone thinks that's where I'm oh, going. That's pretty good. That's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never lived through that shame because I'm an Android user. Google does that shit too. Yeah. Google does it too. No. Yeah. But oh. I think you may have to, I don't know. No, no, the thing that I don't like is I'll... You I'll have a cool phone. I'll go to Walmart, and it'll be like, it'll ping, and I'll think they have a text or an email, something, right? And it'll say, like, Walmart is a popular destination. Would you like to add a photo? Like, it's going to be yeah. me in a <laughs> selfie at Walmart. And then they give you points for doing it. Yeah. And then you, you win, like, badges and stuff. Yeah. Digital badges? They gamified Walmart selfies, <laughs> basically. I like it. Um, second film we watched was Cheap Thrills. Yes. Ben, give us a synopsis for Cheap Thrills. Um, a guy's hard in his luck. He ends up in a bar with an old friend, and uh, some rich guy and his wife uh, start paying him to do all kinds of weird shit until it gets out of hand. Good synopsis. Mm-hmm. Justin, what'd you think? Uh, this is one of those movies where it's like enjoyed isn't correctly actually the right thing to say. Okay. Uh, I I really I, this was a film it was well done uh I like it I don't think I ever need to watch it again okay. It's not like hard candy bad uh but yeah it goes some places it gets really dark Yeah Ben I really liked it Yeah I yeah it was uh I don't know I I didn't know what was coming next and stuff and it was I uh, just got worse and worse and i had to like you know had my hands up to my face for a while and freaking out and stuff it was good it was a good movie yeah uh this i probably is, will see it again sometime uh written by a trauma guy <laughs> what uh a guy that does trauma like he wrote one of the the uh, i know i'd seen the name el cats before uh no not him written by oh yep what did what word did you say trauma what is that like uh the the toxic avenger company what is that the, the cheapest shitty B horror movies you <laughs> okay. could ever imagine in the world. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, I agree. I think it's wonderful. I think it's a great little piece of independent filmmaking that goes a bunch of places, and uh, I think is is just as funny as it is dark. And I feel like Justin especially is holding up the darkness of it, and I think maybe you more so than I am too. This is based on a rolled doll story. Didn't Trent Haga wrote it? Write it? 
uh, Trent Haga and David Chicharillo, Chicharillo, wrote it, but it's based on a rolled doll story, Man oh. from the South. Okay. Oh, that's, that's a name, a guy's name. Yeah. I didn't know what you. I didn't didn't know what that was either. Oh, it's Yahoo. Rolled doll, <laughs> the guy who wrote uh, uh, Char, Char, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charg Charg. Charg Charg Charg. Jimmy Jimmy Cocoa Puffs. Okay, sure. Um. Yeah, so you got Pat Healy. You think Hart. it's Ronald, but there's no L, there's no N uh, in there. It's probably it's just a, a typo on the birth certificate. Yes, <laughs> this kept it because it was God, ten bucks to change or something. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Pat Healy, uh, late on rent, gets fired, ends up at the bar, hooks up with Ethan Embry. They're catching up. His last name is almost my last name. Craig, his character's name is Craig Daniels. Sweet. Would have thought uh, not that uncommon name would pop up within sixty seven episodes. How many how many <laughs> how many halls have there been? I don't know, but I'm also not looking and not thrilled when a hall pops up. Okay. Whatever. Because I know it's not some weird last name. You show me a Netanyahu pop up and then I'll be excited. Okay. That dude whose name That is I don't my know. middle name. That dude whose name I don't know. Uh his friend with a beard. Mm-hmm. Ethan uh, Embry. Yeah, I just I always picture him in um, fuck, that movie about the band. <sighs> you know what I'm talking about? Rockstar. No, no, Detroit it's a, Rock City. It's like a pop band in the '60s or something. <sighs> okay. Tom Hanks is in it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That thing you do? Yeah, that thing you do. I've never seen. He's that like thing a drummer you. or something, and mm-hmm. he he just looks really goofy in that. So um, I didn't know Ethan Embry was in that. Do you guys yeah. know the movie Dutch with Ed O'Neill? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's the boy from That's Ethan Dutch. Embry? Oh, it that's is? Ethan Embry. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, that is. Hmm. He's in uh, Grace oh, and yeah, Frankie. Oh, yeah, I see it now. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's him. That's awesome. Yeah. He's in Grace <laughs> and Frankie. It's a good show. I don't know what that is. It's a show about I assume it's people. I assume it's an old woman show, if yeah. you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about, uh, like, 70-year-old women. Okay, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's great. I still remember for, like, two years you mocked me because, like, I picked out this movie that i wanted to rent about like two old ladies and you wouldn't let me rent it i don't know you're talking about i don't remember what it was either but i don't think i ever got to watch it motherfucker (laughs) great story (laughs) there's like the cover was just like two old ladies and i think the description was like two old ladies talk about being old ladies and you're like i don't want to watch that i'm like it sounds really good we should watch it (laughs) i I don't remember that at all but i think i was right (laughs) (laughs) um and then david kirchner is there and his wife sarah paxton and it starts off small. Uh, Pat Healy goes to the restroom, finds $50 in the toilet. He gets it out. Yeah. Let's start here. I feel like this well, is going to be the he, whole conversation. Yeah, he uh, he needs $4,500 for rent, and then he gets fired. Yep. And now he's in the bar. So would you guys pull a 50 out of the toilet? Yes. It was a clean toilet. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> would. There, okay. was nothing, there was nothing disgusting in that toilet. Yeah, for sure. Okay, we're on the same page no, so, so this is where it, you have to think. How much money would you pull out of the toilet? If there was a $5 bill, change. would you pull it out of the toilet? I would probably pull a one out of a clean toilet. <laughs> I would probably do a five out of a clean toilet. Okay. What about a dirty toilet? How, yeah. <laughs> I mean, is it on the bill? It, yes. It looks clean. If it's on. It looks clean. The water looks clear, mm-hmm. but there's definitely a log in there. Oh, it would. I could. I would do it for 10 if it's just in there. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> If it's on there, it would have to be a 50 or more. All right. 
50 bucks is... I did not expect that, but I don't. I guess I should have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So Pat Healy comes out. Ethan Embry's hooked up with these two, and they've got a bet going between them of how many times the bartender's going to check out the ass or the boobs of the bartender. What? You just said how many times... The bartender is going to check out the ass or boobs of the bartender. Yeah, they, she's got a mirror installed on the floor. The, and the man sitting at the bar checking better. out the bartender. Thank yeah, yeah, and that yeah. Um, and then our first bet that we get is he bets Pat Healy fifty bucks that he won't go, or he he tells him he'll give him fifty dollars if he can get slapped by a girl at the bar. Mm-hmm. The, he can't do it because he's a nice guy. You're going over what I think is the most important part. Of, go ahead. of the beginning. Go scene. ahead is uh he says to the waitress what's your name and she says karen and he says is that with a k or a c and she said with a c who the fuck spells karen with a c (laughs) and why do you live in a world where so many karens spell it with a c that you feel like you have to ask (laughs) that's 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 what i want to get into in this movie is name spelling that sounds fair yeah um uh, he can't do it because Pat Healy is the nice guy. Yeah. Ethan Embry's the rough and tumble. He's uh, He shakes down people for money, we find out. Uh, so Ethan Embry's the rough and tumble guy. He ends up taking the 50 bucks and getting slapped. He just says he'll buy her a drink Yep, if she slaps him. But but he manages to do it. He won. He won. He gets the $50. Um, and we progress with more and more bets, right? Or, or I don't, bets is the wrong word. It's just like rewards yeah. for doing things. Well, they're games is kind of what they call them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and what are some of our others at the bar here? This starts out with like drinks and stuff, like uh, whoever can drink. Well, that yep. was the first one. Yeah, yeah the, first, the first one was the first one to take a shot. Yeah, yep. it's 50, 50 bucks. bucks. And then he, yeah, it's too late. Um, I don't know. They end up at a strip club. Yeah, they they try to throw, uh, they try to hit the face yep. of a bill on a dartboard. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's important for me, too, to remember, if you remember at the very beginning, Pat Healy told Ethan Embry that he was really hard up. And he was like, oh, I got a few hundred bucks. Can mm-hmm. I help you? Which is super, like... Yeah. I haven't seen this guy for five years, and he's just going to give him a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, in that first drink that he he won, that first bet, he tried to give him the fifty bucks. Yes, his friend. exactly. Yeah. That's also important. And they're but, like, no, you can't yeah. do that. But his friend is, or you know, Ethan Embry is the muscle for a loan shark. Yep. That's also important to know, mm-hmm. since everything in this movie apparently is important to know. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, they end up moving on to the strip club where Ethan Embry slaps uh, the ass of a stripper mm-hmm. uh, and they get kicked out. And this is one of the great comedic moments for me is that Pat Healy ends up confronted with the big bad bouncer and uh, gets told that he, there's 500 bucks in, uh, in it for him if he throws the first punch. Yeah. And he does it. Yeah. <laughs> Punches this big ass dude and ends up knocked out cold for right. it. Yeah. But it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. And the rest of the goddamn movie, he's got bloody nose <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. like, broken nose and stuff. Blood all over his shirt. Yeah, and, the, and that freaking tissue that's bundled up, and in his, bundled up and in his nose, and it's just annoying to look at. But I love that you pulled away from the mic to show where your nose is. <laughs> <laughs> Thus reducing the audio quality that You're we were welcome. getting. <laughs> he studied the art, so he knows pantomime. <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying to, you know, paint the picture even better. I like it. Yeah. Um, so they end up back at David Kirchner's house. Is it Kirchner? Is it not? I've always heard Keckner. Then that's obviously what it is. Okay. I, I mean, mean, if you've heard, it I from... mean, we've we've seen how great I am with last names. That's true. This episode. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but I feel like if you've legit heard that from anyone other than me, <laughs> it's probably accurate. Okay. What'd you say? Kechner? I've al- yeah, I've always heard Kechner. It's Kechner now. Wrong. Never heard his name. Okay. I know what you're talking it's about. It's Kechner now. So they end up at their house. Um, and the drugs come out and they continue the games. Mm-hmm. What's some of our other games? Uh, this is when it's we're talking. We're in, we're in the apartment. Yep. Well, shoot. There's like one game before uh, they decided to rob him. Yeah, they decide to rob him. Yeah, but it's, I don't well, there's a couple. Th- there's a couple little things, yep. and then the big thing is uh, go take a shit in the neighbor's house. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Ethan so Embry tries to talk him out of it again. Like he's still. Uh, this right. is the moment I think when Ethan Embry turns because he wants yeah. it for himself. Yeah. He wants it for himself. Well, because the first one they do is hold your breath. Yeah, yeah. And when yep. when and Craig him. was getting f- was getting close, he punches him in the gut so that yep. he. Uh, you're right. That was the turning point right. when it went from a friendly thing to they're legit competing now. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, has to run and take a shit in the neighbor's house. Right. And so he tries to talk him out of it, saying, "Hey, this is a B and E. Sure, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I I've done my time. I know how to handle myself. Like." Kind of stuff. Uh, Pat so, Healy pulls it off. He takes a shit in front of a little girl. Right. <laughs> she was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, at the end there. <laughs> but so then Ethan Embry grabs the dog and is like, how much to kill this dog? Uh, David Keckner, however, says... That they're not going to do that. What kind of a sick motherfucker would want to kill a poor defenseless little dog? <laughs> yeah. Leave the dog alone. Yeah. Now, I thought that was important to establish the rules of the game. You know what I mean? Like... You don't make the rules. I make the rules. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then he, they end up going to get uh, some more drugs. Well, yeah. Well, they're going to get pain pills. He pain sees pills. It. He sees that he's got 250000 or he's got a bunch of cash. He doesn't know how right. much it is. And then they decide that they're going to rob them. Later, Ethan Embry pisses on him and then follows him into the bathroom and says, hey, I'm going to rob these people. Yep. Um, so the one guy's, I don't know what their names, the, the dude with the broken nose. Uh, his job is only to hold on to the wife. Violet. Violet. That's He's, his, it's made very clear. All yeah. you need to do is hold on to her. And he kind of gives her, her a bear hug from the back awkwardly, and she's just like whatever on her phone still or something, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, which he does sort of what he's told, but if she tried it all, he was not yeah. going to be able to put up any fight to keep yeah. a hold of her. Yeah. So, so they get the money. They get the money, and on their way out, this is like one of my favorite shots of the movie, is um, they're, they're finally on their way out the door, and uh, he asks, I need your keys also. And he says, oh, they're they're up there behind you. And he looks, and there's a, a picture of him in a black belt. <laughs> with just <laughs> like dozens yeah. of trophies. Yeah, with a trophy, a karate trophy. <laughs> <laughs> he immediately grabs yeah. Ethan Embry's arm, like, takes, gets leverage, puts the knife right next to his face. She pulls out a gun and... Oh, kind of casually, just yeah, <laughs> in the most casual like yeah. role reversal of yeah. an armed situation ever yeah. that She's occurs, like limp, limp wristed and just holding it like yeah, still checking her like, phone, but <laughs> <laughs> but she's just because she's she doesn't care, yeah, like it, it's not that she couldn't do it because mm-hmm. you totally think like she she would. Oh, she's got. Oh, he's yeah. got the money to make sure she can do whatever she wants. That's the yeah. whole point. This is her birthday present, right? Yeah, they're them going out. This is her birthday present. Um. And, and David Keckner says, let's just pretend this last 15 minutes didn't happen. You guys are spoiling the game. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going. You guys were going to win this money anyway. Yeah. The, uh, the, 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 the irony is that the money they just stole is what the prize money was. Yes. That was going to be for them anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it takes a little bit, but they end up getting back into it um, because they quickly decide uh, what's the next big one. Pat Healy ends up getting $4,500 to... Well, there are the couple small ones, and Ethan Embry keeps getting pissed off. Uh, yeah, because he because keeps... Pat Healy keeps winning. Oh, for the sex. Right, and then... $4,500 is where the sex comes from. Right, and then she's like, uh, I want you to fuck me. Mm-hmm. And he says forty five hundred dollars. I saw in your wallet uh, while you were passed out that you need forty five hundred dollars. So here's forty five hundred dollars to fuck my wife. Yep. Uh, after takes, he had turned her down a few yeah. times, it yeah. takes so much because he's engaged or married. I don't know. He's if we married. Married that. with a kid. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and he. Fi- and meanwhile, you've got Ethan Embry like, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, <laughs> do it. No, he, he's, I'll, I'll do it. No, he's actually free. I'll do it for, for free. free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. She does it, and he gets paid $4,500 to sleep with David Koechner's wife mm-hmm. while he jerks off on the couch in front of him. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of the funniest moments is because Ethan Embry's like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Yeah, he had and no <laughs> idea that David Koechner was jerking off beside him. <laughs> and then the moment he does, he, like, levitates off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, right at this moment, like, at this, at this time is when I thought, oh, I know the twist. The twist is... Ethan Embry's in on it. Like, this is all, you know, the convenience of just five years and all this stuff. I bet you that Ethan Embry is in on it, and, and it's all just a game to see how far they can push Pat Healy. I could see that. That was where I thought the movie was that going. That could be a movie. You were wrong. And then Pat Healy leaves, and Ethan Embry's still like, let's keep going. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I was immediately wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the idea that as soon as you came to that determination, the movie was just like, yeah. nope, you're wrong. Yep. Uh, it, it was it was like uh, Red, when just when I'm like, how is this? Is he ever going to pay this lawyer? The lawyer's like, I, you know, I can't work for free. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. Um, so uh, Pat Healy jets because he got the money he needs, and he's out of there. Yep. So he offers. Ethan Embry, twenty-five grand to cut off his pinky. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, twenty-five grand to cut off your pinky? No. Really? It's you not would? that much money. I think I might. Really? Would they pay for the medical bills? No, no. It's, no. He <laughs> the, he he gives you an iron to yeah, cauterize the wound. Yeah, maybe not. He even says like later. Yeah, because he says twenty-five, or he he said even if it's six grand to put it back on, I still net nine grand. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. I'd shoot you guys, though. That's for sure. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> for later. <laughs> so when, when, uh, when what's-his-name left? Uh, Pat Healy. Pat his Healy. name isn't left. <laughs> <laughs> when Pat Healy left, and then uh, they were all kind of like down about him leaving and whatever, uh, and then he's like, he'll do it for $25,000. Pat Healy comes back, walks in the door, and says, I'll do it for twenty three. And I said, oh, shit, out loud, because uh, it was a surprise return. And uh, then what's-his-name said, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was awesome. I like how they're, like, he's he's actually excited when he gets back. And, like, what, what's that? David Koechner? David Koechner. Yeah. Like, you can see it. And, like. Yeah, because he, you almost do get the vibe. Like, birthday yeah. present. Yeah. yeah. And she only cared about Pat yeah. Healy. She didn't she give a shit about like Ethan please. Oh, and, like, the uh, he says. He, he agrees to cut off his pinky for $25,000, and he says, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, just, you know, being into it, just, like, seeing it for real, you know? Yeah, and D- David Kechter isn't a guy that you traditionally associate with r- being a real actor. Like, oh, he's right. usually the, the, the Have funny you guy seen in the Anchorman? <laughs> anyway, um, but I feel like he's totally 
acting in this if that makes yeah. any sense yeah, like good. You, you know what i mean um but but then this part where it's where it's you got twenty five thousand dollars then he says 23 and this is where it gets interesting because it's your your what is the lowest number you'd go to yeah. to do this thing mm-hmm. right? yeah That's, so they're reverse auctioning it yeah, on, yeah. on each other yeah which is awesome um and he ends up doing it for 15 yeah and well pat healy does pat healy does and ethan Embry is like fine i'm can't do it i'm not gonna do it mm-hmm. um and they're getting ready to do it ethan Embry offers to do it because david kector's like i can't do this shit you guys are weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and he's gonna get pat healy some some medicine uh to kind of well, take the edge off take another percocet that you, yep. had, that you yep. had from earlier so he's gonna take the edge off before they do it mm-hmm. ethan Embry's pissed however yeah and he just goes for it with that cleaver, dude. Yeah. So when Pat Healy's not expecting it, he cuts it off in the funniest amputation that happens in a movie. You know, uh, previously, uh, my favorite pinky cutoff moment was from Four Rooms. Four Rooms is pretty great. I think this this tops my fa- as my favorite pinky cutoff moment for what happens next. Uh, so he, <laughs> he mad dashes around the room, bleeding everywhere, finally settles on the couch. Yeah. And, and they're like, it. we need to cauterize this Yes, wound. we got to get this. Hold it up, hold it up, hold it up. Oh, shit, it's still attached. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just hanging by this. L- <laughs> it's like a little piece of skin or something. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he, and it, and he like, pulls it off, and it's like the the, the gory, like, stretching, and then yeah, it like, yeah. ah, comes free, and it's so gross. Uh, but they do it, and yep. they cauterize it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, just let me see the money. And David Koechner, again, still the devil in this movie. Yeah. But like really likable and charming is mm-hmm. like, oh, you don't have to ask for that, man. You earned it. Yeah. Great job. And you're yeah, like, this yeah. guy's my friend. Yeah. I like this guy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ethan Embry just chucks the finger over his shoulder. Yes. Yeah. Which is important yeah. because Pat Healy passes out and then all of a sudden you hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is again. Uh, and they realize that the dog died because it choked to death on Pat Healy's <laughs> finger. Yep. <laughs> um. They decide that they're going to uh, uh, meal up and they're going to eat something. So he goes to fix something for dinner, right? Well, yeah, he's like, I'll deal with this. And like the movie kind of takes a, a dip in a moment. Um, Pat Healy kind of comes to and, you know, the movie just kind of takes a beat. And then all of a sudden, here comes David Keckner with some food. What's that dinner, Ben? <laughs> it is... The little dog from next door. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way he cooked the dog that fast. He no. didn't. He just chopped but it up. But he said he... No, he cooked it. He said he has a meat thermometer and the internal temperature was 165. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. That way to me. watch the movie, Ben. I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that too. And I was like, I don't feel like that time added up. No. Nope. But I'll give it to it. Um, and I love that he justified it too. And it's hard to argue with the logic because he's yeah. like... They were like, oh, so you're going to feed it to us, but you wouldn't let me kill it? And he said, like, I'm not going to kill a poor defenseless animal, but it was already dead, so yeah. now I'm going to mess. <laughs> yeah. uh, and what's the dollar amount he puts on this? 50000 50000 to whoever finishes their plate first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's oh, And that's what I love about that number is that you're thinking it in your head. Like, would I eat a dead neighbor's dog for $50,000? And I'm if like, it, yes. If it was actually I would cooked, do the same sure. thing. Yeah. Dude, it's meat. Yeah. And as as they're watch, showing it, I'm like, f- like... I'm gagging myself almost, you know, watching it. So. You're like tweeting David Koechner, like, how much we pay me to eat my <laughs> <Yeah>. dog right <laughs> now? <laughs> I will do it. Yeah. Um, and it's a tie. It's a tie. Which it wasn't a tie. Ethan Embry won. Yeah. They may finish at the same time. Ethan Embry said done first. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was cool. Decision. 
though the tie and the tiebreaker well it was cool in that uh in the david Ke- like i like the idea that you're led to believe ethan Embry definitely won um and that david keckner like almost had it like is still proceeding with the fucking around here mm-hmm. uh and the tiebreaker justin uh whoever can eat his finger and he just throws it on the floor. Uh, and this is like the first moment when you see Pat Healy starting to go badass. Yeah. And I use that term not in a badass thing, but just bad. Let's just say. Yeah, he's very yeah. badass for kicking the shit out of his friend and eating his own finger. <laughs> yeah. It's a real badass moment. And then um, immediately vomiting. Uh, oh. Yeah, and, and he uh, does. Yeah. And, you know, you're thinking to yourself, oh, no, he just lost. Yep. But, like, that still counts, right? And she's like, yeah. It still I, counts. I really <laughs> thought Ethan Embry was going to eat his vomit. Yeah, I thought yeah, that I was going to happen too, yeah. yeah. I'm glad she said it still counts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which in uh, competitive eating is called a reversal of fortune. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> I, just, I like how you know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody's, also called a Roman incident. Everybody's got to have somebody to look up to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, the, obviously, things are very bad between Ethan Embry and Pat Healy at this point. Yep. Their relationship has gone north quickly. <laughs> throwback. <laughs> called a callback, not a throwback, but okay. Whatever. Uh, and they each get pulled aside, right? And it's funny because uh, towards Well, no, the, we see Ethan Embry gets pulled aside. We do. We have, because Ethan Embry, having just lost 50 grand beats the ever-living shit out of pat healy yes because that's his job and he's he's pissed off Mm -hmm. so he has the the ability and the determination to do so yep and he does yes he does uh so he beats the shit out of him and ethan ember gets pulled aside by david keckner and he says here's the deal 250 grand if you go in there and kill your friend i mean he it's better than that he's like i thought i was gonna fucking kill him and he's like "Mm -hmm. well would you what? Would you? For $250,000? And you know, of course this guy's going to. He yeah. he said earlier that he broke a guy's arm for $80 mm-hmm. once. Yeah, in front of his daughter. In front of his daughter. Uh, he was the one that went dark and turned against Pat Healy quick, so this is obviously going to be the guy that's going to be willing to do this. Yeah, at the same time, Pat Healy is alone with the wife yes. doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she's cleaning him up because yeah, he just up. got yeah. the shit beat out of him. Um. And he goes in, and he's yeah, you're anticipating him killing his friend for two hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. yeah. dollars. She puts on the slideshow of all the pictures from the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Ethan Embry sees the sees it. the picture and says, "Let's go home, man." And Pat Healy responds, "Ben, <laughs> by t- by shooting him in the stomach." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Ethan Embry falls down and hits his head yeah. on the corner of the table. Million dollar baby is it? Yeah. Uh, well, no, not really, because he ends up shoots him again in the face. Yep, yeah, maybe yeah. shoots him in the face. And uh, happy birthday, Violet, because yeah. that was your birthday present. Yeah, uh, I love when, uh, when Ethan Embry is beating the shit out of him. That moment of Keckner and Violet just, just like grabbing, holding each other's hands just slightly. Yep, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. Uh, and, and it is cool in that it like presents the question of like, what do you get someone who has everything? Yeah. Yeah. You know, in, in 
that was obviously what she chose because it's something you can't see all the time. She they obviously have the money to do anything that they want, buy anything that yeah. they want. Mm-hmm. So they just played with other people's lives. Yeah, uh, and explains why at the beginning they're in obviously a very blue collar bar. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just sitting down trying to pick their victims for her birthday party. Mm-hmm. And then you see the results of the first bet, which when they said fifty bucks, oh, I got fifty bucks yeah. on my man over here, mm-hmm. and you. Kind of totally forgot about that, but no. He pays her the 50 bucks because she won the bet. Yep. She picked Pat Healy. Which I love that, like, this guy's... Ethan Embry's life was worth $250,000 to Pat Healy. Um, and they're, he got paid that, mm-hmm. and the $50 is what she won. Like, it's not about <laughs> that in the slightest. It's just the token of the win for mm-hmm. them. Um, and then, but then we so get a happy ending. He takes, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. He takes the money back. Uh, he, you know, the baby's crying. He picks it up. He Covered dumps the blood. money, dumps the money on the couch. Uh, and then she, his wife walks in, and he is just completely covered in blood. He's got the baby. He's got his hand money, up, missing a pinky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the money on the couch, and then the ultimate late title card. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love it. Boom, <laughs> and then credits. Yeah. Um, yeah, overall cool. thoughts, cheap thrills, Ben. Oh, I fucking loved it. It was great. Justin, uh, like I said, I don't know if "enjoy" is the right word, but <laughs> I, I, it was an experience that I don't know. I guess I enjoyed it. Sure, let's <laughs> let's just say that. Um, yes, I love this movie. Um, I remember, uh, I, Pat Healy was uh, at a convention, and and my wife and I talked to him for quite a long time about the movie and said how much we loved it, and uh, super cool guy, and. Uh, uh, I listened to a podcast with him not all that long ago, and he was talking about how um, his one goal that he has had since he became an actor was not to go on unemployment, because especially as a small indie actor, most of the time they'll go on un- unemployment in between mm-hmm. every uh, thing. And he's even like, uh, let me just pimp his thing. He's He sells like cheap thrills t-shirts that he'll sign and stuff on his website because his goal is just not to go on unemployment like he's literally just trying to pay apartment rent and not going on unemployment i don't know him from anything else um he's been in some stuff innkeepers is the other big one that i really know um but uh super cool dude support him if you can cool uh and in the middle of that he was the one of the only two guys signing at the convention for free. So he's there. Oh, nice. And he's signing for free for everybody. That's so we cool. made sure that we we did he was selling some stuff. So it wasn't necessarily what we we're planning on doing, but we still bought something from him That's just cool. because you're such a cool person. That's cool. Yeah. Um And you know what, Russ? You're a cool person too for doing that. Thanks. Mm. Mm. And then I sold it on eBay for twice as much. Nice. That's not that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be what we in the business call a dick move. <laughs> uh, very bad things or cheap thrills? Uh, cheap thrills. Ben. Oh man, I haven't thought about that. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to answer it. Okay, that's not how the game's played. Uh, I think cheap thrills is a better movie, but I have the nostalgia for very bad things. I am going to lovingly say very bad things. All right. Got an answer. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the look on your face said this is not happening. <laughs> it was painful. I'm stuck in a loop right now. It was painful to, to try to decide. Um, we're doing something different next week. Yeah. What are we doing, Justin? Uh, I, I, I didn't told p- you. I'm not I picking told, the movies. I told a couple... 
couple weeks ago on the podcast that I had lunch with my mom, and she decided that she wanted to be on the podcast, so we are watching a couple movies with my mom that she picked. Yeah. So I love that idea. I didn't pick them. You didn't pick them. Right. Your mom picked them. Right. Perfect. All right. And so uh, she said this one was one that she remembers... um, from her youth, and it just scared the, the ever-living crap out of her. Mr. Sardonicus. All right, so I have here a haunted, presumably haunted house, a big medieval, not medieval, a big uh, mansion, some spooky trees, and a figure all hand-drawn, probably a 1950s-style poster. On the back, I have the stereotypical uh, woman with a beehive hairdo. <laughs> Uh, with her hands on her cheeks screaming and a deformed mouthed pig man maybe smiling or grimacing with the worst hair lip you've ever seen. <laughs> this doesn't give me much to go on. Nope. I'm going to say this is a, an island of Dr. Moreau type thing in a mansion uh, in which people are pulled uh for various studies and uh, possible experiments. Cool. She told me the premise, and I thought it was batshit crazy. Okay, cool. So, Yeah, uh, I guess that's that's what my guess is. It's Island of Dr. Moreau in a mansion. Cool. Um, second movie is an all-time classic, one that uh, she, she loves, and uh, I think our first time on the podcast for uh, this particular icon of horror and thrillers this is our first one this is rebecca by alfred hitchcock um so here we have uh two lovely ladies uh one of which is obviously menacingly looking at our heroine on the cover uh on the back i have said lovely woman uh hugging a man with a tiny hipster mustache do you man what if justin's mom comes in here and like shows you that you've been doing the podcast entirely wrong because you have to go back an extra 20 years to get movies. Like, this is a whole area that you haven't touched, right? No. no. Our first episode was 1950. Our first film we ever reviewed on here was from 1958. The Fly? Yeah, The First Fly. Was that the one with Jeff Goldblum? No, that was the 86 version. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Jeff Goldblum Goldblum looks great for being 100 years old. (laughs) Good for him. Okay. Okay. I masturbate constantly. <laughs> Wait, what? Why did you say that? It's a callback. It's a callback. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Context. Um, yeah. Maybe if you listen to the goddamn podcast. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I have not seen this. My anticipation for this is this is uh, some sort of a love triangle uh, type murder mystery. Cool. Is my guess. I haven't seen either of these either. So, good, good. Um, Justin, what else you got for us? Got a bit of a combo situation going on here. 